0: Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by T Go to tpublic.com/slash/store/slash/comicpop and find yourself an amazing T-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo T-shirt, an Ultron T-shirt, and a Headcrabs from Half Life T-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags. The sizes are printed on the back of the shirt so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff they're really comfortable shirts i would not shill for these guys if i didn't already have a mess of their shirts that i purchased myself i like them a lot check them out go to tpublic.com door slash comic pop and find one for yourself all right let's get on with the show now.
1: waiting down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate enemy of criminals a mysterious all-powerful character A problem to the police, but a crusade
0: of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Sorry, no Joel today, as per usual, because we alternate weeks.
1: That's right, and also for this topic, he's not from Jersey.
0: And (laughs) has no qualifications to talk about this topic. Also, uh, the dude's on like 1,200 podcasts, Yeah. so let him sit one out for once. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the uh, films of Kevin Smith, which is a dicey topic, even if you are a fan, because you're yeah. usually encountering somebody who hates him or hates his movies or some combination thereof, uh, which is kind of fun because, uh, you know, at least the beginning of the Kevin Smith movie, Slate is all about kind of being an you know, underfoot and being kind of like a member of the working class or a member of like yeah. a group of people who are treated like crap.
1: Right, and it's very, I mean, his films are always been reflective of where he is in, in life, his life. and
0: in his head, exactly. So uh, in that case, what I thought we'd do is we just chat about the movies. Uh, the dude is uh, very, very uh, busy, and he's a veritable renaissance man of the, uh, you know, the creative world. He does podcasts, he does college talks, mm-hmm. uh, he does comics, TV shows, uh, web series. He has a YouTube channel. He does a lot of stuff. Yep. But uh, for this episode, we're just going to kind of focus on the movies themselves, mm-hmm. and maybe like the 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 person Kevin Smith. In relation to those movies, not necessarily about like his podcasting career. Okay. that's like a whole other show. Yeah, Kevin Smith the podcaster. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna try and talk about just the thirteen flicks that he's made, and you know, see where we go from there. Okay, uh, and how they relate to us and you as well. So, uh, I guess we should start off by talking about where and when we first encountered Kevin Smith movies and okay. how uh, they they came about and what our first initial reactions were. Tiffany, what what's your experience? With um,
1: you? I had a really rocky start because. It's- if you could believe this, not everyone who lives in New Jersey knows who Kevin Smith is. No, it's
0: very true. Uh, I never knew who he was until I was, I think, a sophomore in high school.
1: There you go. Um, mine was much later than that. And the first movie I saw of his was Dogma. hmm Now, I like Dogma now, but when I saw it, it wasn't in theaters. Uh, some other friends of mine had already seen it. And they put so much hype on it that there was no way it could live up to what they had presented. Right. So when I saw it, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, I really didn't care this way or that way simply because of the the way I entered into it. Because if I just found her, they were like, hey, we're going to throw this on, whatever. Mm -hmm. That would have been one thing. I could have just enjoyed it. But they did that thing where they were laughing at a joke that was coming. Uh, So I really couldn't enjoy the movie.
0: That really is one of the most disruptive movie viewing experiences in watching a movie that is somebody's favorite that they've seen before and that they really, really want you to enjoy.
1: I know, right? Because they can't
0: help themselves. I've been guilty of it myself, where I'm just so. Excited about the movie, I'll watch other people watching the movie, or I'll like preemptively laugh at a joke, or mm-hmm. you know, preemptively cringe at a moment that might be particularly wince inducing.
1: Yes, I've, ha- I've had that experience a few times, but with this, I was like, All right, my like enjoyment of Kevin Smith wouldn't come until on my own mm-hmm. I discovered Jane, Silent, Bob Strike back, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is kind of funny because it's kind of like the end of that era. I of, know. Uh, of of the view of it was referred. But uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of people's first introductions to Kevin Smith movies, from what I've discovered over the years, is Jay and Bob's uh, Strike Back yep. because uh, it was kind of like the first kind of national stage Kevin Smith movie, right? And the literal like plethora of stars from yeah. that time. It's a perfect uh, time capsule of two thousand one.
1: I didn't. I didn't see it in theaters.
0: Oh, <laughs> well.
1: Um. But I did that was like but you but, caught it after that was the first one I saw without anyone amping it up too much. was something it was, right, something, it was, a, it it was a kind of a self-discovery. it was something I got to see with friends. you know what I mean like yeah. it was the right way to see a Kevin Smith. movie. yes, absolutely. What about yours?
0: uh I feel like I must have seen chasing Amy first uh, really it was on HBO and I remember vividly the scene was uh Banky and Holden were screaming at each other. And I was like, wow, this is every independent movie I've ever seen. It was just two bearded men screaming obscenities at each other in a mm-hmm. dimly lit room with a handheld camera. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. And <laughs> I turned it off immediately. Wow. Uh, it was also, I think it was really it was really visceral. And I didn't understand it because mm-hmm. the, the, the Holden and Banky's apartment is bizarre because they have... I mean, obviously, it's because it's two artists that live together, but, like, yeah. they have art all over the walls, and I think, like, they have graffitied each other's bedroom doors, and I didn't understand what that meant at the time. And I'm like, right. what is this? Um, the the first Kevin Smith movie that I outright saw was Clerks. Uh, that was given to me on a bootleg VHS tape that uh, my, in high school, best friend's brother had. Oh. Uh, he was like, you gotta watch Clerks, it's great! And I'm like, alright, and I threw it on, and it was black and white, and I was like, no... Uh, And it was really, really vulgar, and I'm like, yikes. But I, for whatever reason, and I don't remember how I, how I, uh, it it grabbed me, but I sat through the whole thing, and by the end of it, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And it irrevocably changed me as a person. You don't say. Yeah, you believe it or not. (laughs) But having seen Clerks, I I was a freshman in high school. And uh, th- they threw it on. They, I had avoided it for a little while. He kept like he kept pushing it on me, like right. like the like dogma with you. Yeah. He's like, you gotta watch Clerks. You gotta watch Clerks. And then I'm like, look, give me the tape, and I'll watch it on my own time. And at that point, yeah. I uh, I had set up in my bedroom in high school just like a a viewing center. My folks had these old, really like tall speakers for this old hi-fi system they had from like thirty years prior, uh-huh. and I uh, set them up behind my bed, and. Uh, so I and I ran them through like a system to my television in front of my bed. So I just had like sound. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like a real surround sound system. It was just like sound came from every angle. Um, it was mostly just so I could watch Star Wars.
1: Right. Okay. But
0: uh, but I but I was I threw it on my on my little like system that I had set up, and then I'm like boom, clerks, and it was it was unbelievable. Uh, I never believe I could never believe that. Regular-looking people could be in movies. I couldn't believe people said things like that. Right. Uh, I was always very afraid to speak my mind and speak, uh, you know, kind of frankly. Mm-hmm. I was always very. Uh, I was always very inhibited, especially from like my development, from like m- like preteens all the way through to m- freshman year of high school. Yeah. I was very like stoic and rigid and not interested in like expressing myself too yes. much. And uh, I, I I actually uh, I earned the nickname Spock from a friend's older sibling. Uh, who was who would get hammered at our at our friend's house all day, and then when he he'd be like, "What what's going on, man? You gotta learn about chicks in life." And I'm like, "Right," and he's like, "Ah, you're like Spock," and so I, I but Kevin Smith kind of cracked the Spock the Vulcan mold.
1: I like that. and Good. brought
0: me out of my shell, and I was like, "I want to be like these people," and not necessarily in like not in a copycat way, although I'm sure in the beginning it was like that. But I was like, I, I I want I have feelings and dreams. I would like to express them to the people that I care most about, yeah. which is what Randall and, and Dante, for for a lesser extent, do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, my, so you started at the beginning. I started at the beginning, and uh, I think the next one I saw was Mallrats. I think I kind of saw them in order.
1: Wow. Because
0: I remember saying, uh, I remember saying I saw Clerks, and somebody was like, Oh, well, did you? You should watch Mallrats. and I'm like, Why? And they're like, Because it's part of a whole thing, and it was funny. They didn't say anything about J and Bob. So we throw on Mallrats, and I'm watching it, and it's fun. I'm like, this is kind of fun. This is interesting. Then suddenly, Jay and Silent Bob show up, and I'm like, what the hell's happening? (laughs) And of course, at that point, I had dropped off reading comics. I was not... you know, reading them regularly, but I had of course grown up reading them and I was a huge fan of them, you know, for a long time. And at that point I was getting more into movies and I kept my comic book fandom kind of in the closet. Right. And so when Jay and Bob came up, my my comic book brain came on. I'm like, Oh my god, it's an interconnected universe this is amazing. I was just—I was immediately involved. Like, right? I was—I I was already kind of hooked by Mallrats, but then once Jay and Bob showed up, and I found out it was all part of a long—and right. then somebody else. When I said, "Oh my God, Jay and Bob are in here," they're like, "Yeah," and they're in the next one too. I'm like, "There's another one!" I was hooked. I'm like, "Okay, right. I'm in." And I—I I, I didn't really like Mallrats as much as I liked Clerks. Right,
1: even though you had the comic. Book even though connection. it was for and comics, even though like it has such a connection. To comics, yes, uh, but especially it, with a certain oh, a certain cameo, cameo. by uh,
0: by the man, yeah. yes. Uh, but it was that was the next one, and then I think after that, I think I I avoided chasing Amy, and I saw Dogma next, and I saw that in theaters. Okay, we saw that uh, my my best friend and I went to a okay, we wanted to see Dogma, but End of Days was coming out. So you know, what starring a choice. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So, and I was like, "Crap! What movie am I going to go see?" Because at that point, like, number I... one, no license. Number two, you know, uh, my folks are are, are not going to take me to the movies more than once a week. Right. You know. So uh, the way we worked it out was we watched both movies. We 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 scheduled it such that End of Days would end, and then like five, we'd have five minutes to like use the bathroom, and then Dogma would start up, and that was at the AMC in Rockaway. Uh, not the AMC that is now in Rockway, the big right. stadium, stadium the one where the Best Buy is now. Yeah. And yeah, I, way
1: back in the day, our mall had inner theaters and outer you, theaters. Yes. And you had to not screw that up. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have hoof it. Or
0: you missed the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say that was also awesome because I never went to that theater. I always went to the uh, Cinema Twelve in Parsippany.
1: Oh, which I sucks. never went to that. I went later on after yeah. they dist- like demolished the AMC. Oh yeah,
0: but uh, I would always go to AMC or I would always go to the Cinema Twelve. And I never went to the AMC. When I went to the AMC there, I think it was an AMC or a Lowe's. It was an AMC. Um, but uh, we went there and it was it was darker, <laughs> you know, like yeah. wasn't very well lit. No, it was in it was off a highway. Yep. Just it felt kind of uh, Kevin Smithy. It felt kind of like like grimy, and it was fun to be in that experience. And I'm like, thank God we saw Dogma at last because. End of Days, as you probably know, spoilers, is a huge disappointment. Yes. Because <laughs> it was supposed to be Arnold's comeback, and it was just kind of not great. I mean, Gabriel Byrne plays the devil, which is cool, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, even a even a bearded Arnold could not have saved that movie. No. Which, you know, he did save the world, though. Yeah. But uh, but it was funny because I was also like, ooh, religion. You know, we'll see that we'll see the, yeah, we'll know, see the, the like back, the back to back. Yeah. And back then I was also really dig I was I was really into religion and uh and philosophy and theology and I was very Christian at the time. And uh so I was like dogma, boom, and having seen dogma, I was like, wow. This speaks to the level of like my mindset. Like mm-hmm. where I am at the time. Like Clerks was I'm identifying as a person and I'm discovering what kind of person I want to be. Mullerats was like, who cares? And then dogma was this, I'm actually trying to discover and explore my religion. And dogma kind of helped me focus it a little bit better. And that was kind of interesting because as it's, as I said to a particularly very special person who we'll get to later in the show, um, one time I said, every Kevin Smith movie seems to be my, every new Kevin Smith movie seems to be my favorite. Because he is kind of in the he- same headspace that I am in at the time. Yes. Um, that would change drastically uh, as the VUCA universe would come to a close. Yeah. But uh, you know, for a little while, that was a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You you said Dogma was your was your first was your first it was like
1: technically the first one. It was the first technically it's the first Kevin Smith movie, but really it's
0: it's James Bob's right James back. But did Bob. you see Dogma again and then have a better, deeper respect? respect I for
1: I have seen it since. It, I, I do have a much deeper respect for it. I enjoyed it much more on a second viewing, especially, I don't know, something about seeing Jane Silent Bob first. Yes. Or, like, not first, but, like, seeing that and then watching it again. I don't know. It, it gave me a better idea of, of what I... We're not just into. what you were into, but, like, just this, this whole universe as a whole. Yeah. You know? Like, I, it, it's so funny, too, because Jane Silent Bob is really a culmination of all these other things. Yes. And if you go into that, you have no idea, but it still works. hmm um, I
0: always wondered if Jay and Bob Strike Back works for non Viewers Universe fans. I
1: think it depends on the person, I but for it me does. it really hit. I was like, this is awesome i love everything about the humor yeah i love these like two like friends like you know mm-hmm. making their way like right. for the most ridiculous reason possible yeah. like i really enjoyed it
0: yeah i i, I loved and bob strike back for me by that point i had seen all of them i had seen and then of course later on i would re i would discover chasing amy mm-hmm. i said uh, I, I was kind of avoiding it and then finally one day i just went to the easy video and i grabbed it and i watched it alone in my darkened bedroom And I was like, this really is good. Like, this really affected me. I was like, this is... Because at that point, I was in a long-term relationship with a a person of, like, mental questionability. And it was interesting (laughs) to see that kind of level of, like, you know, depth in relationships and, like, uh, challenging conventions and, and you know, getting into what you want out of life and how you reconcile that with a person you're sharing your life with. And I was like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. And that really affected me as well. And it just, it, it didn't, like, it's not like each time I saw a Kevin Smith movie, I would turn on a dime and be like, that's what I'm interested in now. Right. it's more like it informed the person that I was growing and developing into. Yeah. So, uh, by Jay and Bob Strike Back, that was just, like, I was, it came out August 2001 and, uh, yeah, saw it in theaters and was super excited for it. I remember, like, it was the fledgling days of the internet. They released a bunch of... They released a fan trailer. Like, I mean, it was just a Kevin Smith trailer, but, like, yeah. he cut it and put it out. And, like, it was just all the references at once in, like, a 30-second window. And yeah. I'm like, this is really going to be great. Yeah. And indeed it was, and I had a great time. Uh, there were a couple of things that I... There were a couple of missteps for me. Uh, Will and, Ferrell was, like, the charge Jar Binks of that movie for me at that point. You know point. what,
1: though? Like, I... Like... Because I've, I didn't know what came before, like, I had no problem. Right. Like, I, I He's grown there. on me. Yeah.
0: And in fact, all of his deleted scenes are funnier than the stuff that he's in. But, like, yeah. for me, I was like, what are we doing? And it was actually, for me, it wasn't even a Kevin Smith thing. It was a Will Ferrell thing. It was, I was starting to come to the realization that the rest of the world was, which was, like, that's enough Will Ferrell. <laughs> like, we've all had enough of you. That's fair. Um, so you know, that was kind of fun. But yeah, uh the movie itself, Jay and Bob, was, was fucking great. Yeah. Went really funny, and I think works on a legitimately humor level. It's not yes. just it's not just like you need to know who these people are. It helps because like I remember reading a Roger Ebert review of Jay and Bob, and he could not keep the character straight. And he was like, So at one point we meet Brody, but then he grows a big beard and shows up and he calls himself Banky, and I'm like, that's the actor, he plays two different characters. The fuck, Roger! Just read a goddamn pamphlet. Like, what is the matter with you? He
1: couldn't. He couldn't handle. He couldn't it. handle
0: it. I don't know. He was. Then he was like, "It's not very good." And I'm like, "Well, you don't really know. You're what's not. Happening. You don't
1: care. You don't want to pay attention. You already have an idea of what a Kevin Smith movie is." Yeah.
0: He and he already. I think every like legitimate critic yeah. who has seen any Kevin Smith movie is like, "Well, I saw Clerks and it was fantastic, and Transcendental it changed the." It was, like, slacker in as much as, like, it changed the genre. Right. And it changed film because it made... It gave a voice to people who didn't think that they, like, could make a movie. Right. And then he made all these other movies, and they're like, well, now we're just watching Kevin Smith, the artist, be creative, and I don't like that. Like, I like when Kevin Smith's trying to set the world on fire and not trying to entertain me.
1: Right, right, um, right. And
0: so I have no stock in, in critics at that point. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I guess going into it, like, what really helped was... A, it was a larger scale movie. Yes. And the references they made that weren't to the universe mm-hmm. and Mark Hamill. Right. Oh, that was Because <laughs> yeah. I was a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. so that immediately gave it credit to me. Because yeah. I was like, you got Mark Hamill. Yeah. Okay. And you
0: acknowledge it on screen. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. that's
1: it. That's like, I was like, that, I mean, I know it's like by the end, but like, that was like the icing on the cake. Yeah. I was like okay, Yeah. what next? And you know, what's funny is there was no what next. No. Like, I didn't know where to go from Right, there.
0: yeah, you didn't have any Kevin Smith fans hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah, I really didn't. Like, oh, well, if you liked that, you'll love the prelude. Exactly. You'll love this dark comedy about lesbians.
1: I did, you know, I like Chasing Amy. Um, I do like Mallrats. Yeah. You know, like, the more I see it, the more I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And Clerks I like.
0: Right. But, but it's not a religious experience for you. No. <laughs> That's fair.
1: There's another one, but we'll get to it. Yeah, that is much more for me.
0: Right, definitely. Uh, so you got Clerks, Mallrats, Rats. I liked. Mm-hmm. I when I first saw it, I'm like, this is stupid. And then the more I saw it, the more I enjoyed it. But like, the more I see it, the more I see the fl- I see the strings. Like I see the flaws, and I'm like, yeah. this is. I'm like, I see what you're doing, what you're where you're going with this, and how yeah. you're getting your feet wet, and it's like. Man, if only you would just—they released a director's cut of *Mole Rats* on DVD, which we have, and I hate that I have it because it's so terrible. Because just like 40 minutes longer. And, yeah, so I don't
1: even remember if, we've, if I've seen that. Mm,
0: it's it's not great, and it's not cleaned up. Like they just okay. throw, they just threw like the raw scenes in. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like a fixed version. It's just like here's the movie with all the deleted scenes in it, and it's like oh. There's a whole alternate opening that is just not funny, and it's like I know what that is. That's the the, the, the the real ending, or the real beginning, rather, of Mall Ramp, the one you watch, that you yeah. see in theaters, or you see on Blu-ray, uh, where it's just about the cousin Walter and the cat in his ass. Like, that is a purely Kevin Smith opening. That's a, yeah. that's a legitimately funny
1: yeah. moment. Yeah.
0: The opening that he did originally, which involved, like, the governor's ball and, like, uh, a, a failed, attempted uh, assassination, like, bedroom farce moment. It was just... It was Kevin Smith trying to write something else, and this right. is a thing that I didn't even—I wasn't really conscious conscious of that of at the time, and I'm not—I wasn't really conscious until just just this moment, which is when Kevin Smith says, "I'm going to make a Kevin Smith movie," or "I'm going to make a movie that I have a voice that I or I, I have a I'm going to make a movie that I have a I have a point to make." Yeah. with, He usually does not go astray, but when right. he tries to do something that is emulating somebody else. It, for whatever reason, it does not reflect on me. Like I am really against it. Okay. And that opening was like, I'm gonna try to do Animal House, and it just, it just, it just falls flat. The right. jokes aren't there. He doesn't believe in them. You can tell no one in what the no one believes in what they're saying. It's just dark and dead. Uh, and then later he'll do it again <laughs> when he saw like Judd Apatow is making movies, and he's like, these are basically my movies, but an hour longer. What the hell? I'll make a Judd Apatow movie. And when we first saw Zach and Mary make a porno, yeah. I was like, no.
1: Yeah, you know that movie, like it's. The first time you see it, if you're used to Kevin Smith movies, it is just like it's no, it's jarring. Yeah. The second time you see it, I felt it was better. It got better because I knew I already knew where it was what, going, where it was and... gonna do, and like I, I was like, okay, this is not a Kevin Smith movie, and it was better. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's one of his stronger ones, but like he does get spectacular performances out of people. Yeah, that's like, true. Like Brendan Routh and Justin Long.
0: That's fun. I don't I don't believe that anything that they said that was hilarious was written by Kevin Smith. I think that was it, all important. It
1: doesn't matter. Like not all directors can allow an actor to do that. You yeah. know, like that does take, you know, some level of like direction and, and some level of creativity, you know, yeah. to be like, "No, go for it." Like right. we've heard Kevin Smith talk about um uh was it Chasing Amy when they were doing
0: Oh, the the the, the swing set scene. Yes. Yeah.
1: And like how Ben Affleck was trying to like riff and yes. like you know improv and it just wasn't working Hank well, had to just, be like you gotta you stop. gotta stop
0: yeah well he was also a real stickler for the script he's like I wrote these right these matter to me
1: right but it's not just that. like his reasoning was like that's not what this scene is
0: right it's not a funny scene it's not a scene for you to like for you to display it's not a resume or a right. reel for you this is a scene in a movie that I'm writing and, right. and directing now that like is telling a story that I want to tell, right? Not, not an opportunity for you to showcase or showboat.
1: Yeah, and for me, so like even if like yes, well, I am one hundred percent more willing to give credit where they've written it. Yeah, but like still being able to step back and be like, okay, what they're doing right now is really working, right? And like maybe I'll give some notes yeah. or whatever, but to like be like, no, go for it, or be like, we gotta stop. Yeah. I think is is still a strong credit to a director. In
0: uh in Dogma, there's uh there's a moment where uh, they had a line for rufus chris rock's character in which uh linda fiorentino or bethany says to rufus you knew christ and his line is you know brother owe me 12 bucks yeah that was not the line it was actually some other line that was in the script and i think it was just like you know yeah or you know some some other kind of joke but he uh was uh doing the when he was doing the commentary he's explaining like it just wasn't a good joke or wasn't a good line. And yeah. so I said like, Chris, try, try something else. Yeah. And Chris went, Oh, everybody, Kevin's letting me do a line. Like, cause even when he was making dog, but he's yeah. like, stick to the script assholes. But he's also like, I've got Chris rock here. He will come. And he boom had a way better yep. line. So yep. occasionally that will work, but I liked it in the vacuum. It's almost like whenever I talk about like comic book editorial and how it's like too much editorial control will asphyxiate your book. Yeah. But, enough will put you in a box that you will become creative in and crawl out of in a hopefully better way yeah and in like kevin smith's rigid view universe environment he's like i'm telling this story we're mm-hmm. creating this thing it's yeah. come from up here yep. you're gonna say the things that i want and if it and if it comes out right, it'll be like Shakespeare. Like Ben Affleck can deliver Kevin Smith dialogue without yes. it sounding really stilted. Yeah. Some other people, uh, Jeremy London, for example, cannot deliver Kevin no. Smith dialogue without it feeling like hollow and weird. Mm. Um. But uh. But it's kind of interesting because I, I remember and I remember back like a long time ago, back when Dogma came out. I'm like, Ben Affleck is a good actor, and I remember gotten getting real shit for it. People being like, you are full of crap. But I'm like, you watch Chasing Amy and you watch Dogma, this motherfucker can act. Mm-hmm. And people give me a real hard time about it. Now the dude's the yeah, Academy Award winner. Right, right, right exactly. But back then, I was like, oh. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh but Zach and Mary make a porno. That was like after the View Askew kind of renaissance. He had already yes. decided to stop making those movies. Yep. Um, We were, we were talking about Dogma uh, and Mallrats. Chasing Amy. Uh What do you think of
1: Chasing Amy? You know, I think I've only seen it once, hmm. um, and the impact that I have from it is that it was good.
0: Right. But you don't need to see it anymore.
1: No, I would watch it again. There's some movies like, like
0: that that are really, really great that yeah. I'm like, I don't need to see it again.
1: Right, no, I would watch it again um, just because I like the Viewersk universe. I like visiting there sometimes, yeah. and I don't always visit the same place. No, so it's true. I I wouldn't mind going back there again. It's just, I, it didn't resonate.
0: Mm. Interesting. For that, for me, that is the most Jersey of his trilogy, Yeah. or of the of the movies. Because I can see that for me because they you 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 can identify the locations that he shot in. Some yeah. of them aren't even there anymore. The Marina Diner, for example, they could steamroll it and put it in another diner there. Yeah. Um, the swing set scene that's that's from the show, uh, Jack's Music Shop. A lot of Red Bank is in there. Um, but there's a lot of like identifiable like landmarks. Yeah. That like this is a Jersey movie and like. Even though no one in that cast is from Jersey, they're all like really giving a good. They're really trying hard, and it really feels like real. And I, for me, it's well shot. It's really brilliantly acted, and they tried things that for, that like really spoke to me and my sensibilities as like a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where they're in the train station. Okay. Okay. It, it's 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 not a very memorable scene, but it's a scene where uh uh you know they're going to... they're they're going a. To... Of, i think a comic-con or something like that and uh they didn't have either the permission to shoot in a train station or they or it's too loud or whatever right. but they just didn't shoot in a train station it looks just like one but it's not a train station at all and they just hung like a track thing and then they shot like a moment where uh affleck picks up the uh, a payphone and just as he picks up the payphone a train rolls by like the window, and it was just one of those moments where they're like, "Holy crap, we got the we got the train in the shot! It looks like we're at the train station!" And I'm like, "That's really cool." Right. And it really, it really speaks to that moment of like, we've got three cameras, and four actors. Yeah. Let's see what we can make. Yep. And how well we can make it. How like we how we can elevate production values by do by cutting corners or trying different things. Right. I love that. And it's I, like
1: I, it's like that moment from Super Eight with the kids and the and,
0: and, and the, the train when they're
1: training, Yeah, when they're when they're shooting the scene. Oh, they, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, they're like, it'll be great. It'll be great production value. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I thought you meant like, it's a scene in Super 8 when the kids are all by the train and then it
1: explodes and yeah, there's a no, huge action sequence. not what I meant.
0: Okay. That's <laughs> no, true. You can't just start pulling Super 8 references. I don't know that movie like the back of my hand. I can't oh. just be like, oh, yeah, Super
1: 8, right, exactly.
0: It was fine, but like, I wasn't like, oh.
1: Oh, well, fine. That's yeah. what it made me think of.
0: It was good. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so from there, you know, we talked about Jay and Bob Strike Back. But that's yeah. for me. Uh, you know, he that was the, the the first time that Kevin Smith like said out. Well, actually, it's funny. The second time that Kevin Smith said out loud, I'm going to do X, and then just straight up didn't. Uh, at the end of Clerks, if you watch Clerks uh, all the way through the credits, at the very end it says Jay and Silent Bob will return in Dogma. And you're like, what? Yeah. And it's great to notice after Dogma, where you're right. like. You were working, and it turns out he's been writing Dogma since he was working on Clerks. Right. And, like, he had every intention of using those two characters. I'm like,
1: really? Yeah, but still, that was a a good call. Oh, yeah, no, he he was not ready, and it just didn't. didn't And he wouldn't have have been able to get the financing for it anyway. It just wouldn't have
0: been a good movie. Uh, But it's funny that. Even back in like 1994, the dude was like, "I'm gonna do this," and then he just doesn't. Yeah. But after all those things, then he makes J.M. Bob Strike Back*, and he's like, "This is the end for me. I'm not gonna make any more of these movies. Right. I'm, I'm done with this universe, yeah. and I want to make more mature films." And I think he wanted to like branch out into like being like a studio director. Yeah. And uh,
1: try something different. Try
0: something different. You know, I did this, and I make the money that I make. Uh, and it's funny because from there, he built a really, really rabid fan base, and I think he's oh, still yeah. drawing from that fan base even today. Uh, but, like, he created four movies that resonate with people on very, very fundamentally different levels, you know? Mm-hmm. was a religion based re- uh, reaction. Uh, Chasing Amy is a relationship based Yeah. Uh, Mole Rats is a hobby slash, like, nerddom base. Yeah. And- Clerks is kind of like the most visceral like human base but it's also yeah. like the counterculture base yeah uh and then you got Jay and Bob Strike Back which is just like let's now we've we've had our font where we we've we've gone through these journeys now let's just have a good time yep and like kind of throw a big bash and it really uh it, it felt like a great relief for me but I was also like sad to see it go and then of course at the end he like has God closed the book yeah and you're like and I'm like are you really going to end this? <laughs> and i thinking like, maybe he won't. Cause at that point, uh, the Clerks cartoon show came out in 2000. Yeah.
1: And I know it's not a movie, but that is, it is worth mentioning that, that is, I
0: loved that show. Oh
1: my God. And I was so All, sad. Was it six episodes of it? There are
0: six episodes. They aired two of them. Yep. Uh, I loved that show. Yep. I remember I was really upset by it. Cause like, he was like, we're gonna do a cartoon show. And by that point, the internet was prevalent. And I'm like watching all this shit mm-hmm. and I'm like absorbing all these cart, all these like, all this information about the cartoon. Like he's uploading like sound clips that you could listen to from the show yeah. and art. And I'm like, I loved the design um, of the, the, the overall design and aesthetic of the Clerks cartoon show. I love that aesthetic of the show and the characters. Um, and but then when the first episode aired which of course was the second episode which was a clip show of the first episode um we not only was it confusing and we, no it was the fourth episode the first episode they showed was the trial episode yeah which made no sense nope uh, and i didn't know what the hell was happening but uh i thought it was funny but i was also like oh it's not clerks yeah it's not a real cartoon. It's not no. like an anime or a show about like people. No,
1: it's just. It's not even
0: like Venture Brothers. It's just it's it's a bizarre, off the wall like. Yes. Family Guy esque show.
1: Yes, it's far more humorous in its intent yes. than Clerks was. Right. Like Clerks is funny, but not because it's trying to be. It's not
0: doing it for gags. Yeah. It's Although not doing it was bits. occasionally, but yeah, it wasn't like bits. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh... But
1: it's still like the Clerks cartoon show is still. Still fantastic. One of my favorite entries into the Kevin Smith. That's like, true. Like whole thing. Like I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I love that show. I watched the fourth episode first, and then of course they showed the second episode, which is a callback clip show to the first episode, which never aired. Mm-hmm. And then they promised the Motaba episode, and then it never. Came. <laughs> and then instead, like uh, two guys a girl in the pizza place came on or something like that. Oh my and god! And that was it. And I was like. What the crap? And Kevin like went on like his blog and was like, "It's over. They canceled
1: the show." The Motaba or the Motaba episode is one of my favorite episodes.
0: It's, I know, and I'm like, <laughs> I think if they'd aired that show, people that's might have really liked it. That's the episode to show. And uh, yeah, that's the episode to show. There's a lot of good episodes in that.
1: I'm Big Mac. I
0: am Big Mac, <laughs> the beloved constable and best friend of Ronald McDonald. The other one that I think is the best one to show is the uh, the Little League episode.
1: Oh my god, the kid in the helmet. Yes, look at him. <laughs> uh,
0: so amazing! It's such a great show, uh, but. It's funny because even that is referenced in J.M. Bob Strike Back. Because when Dante and Randall are there, you know, Dante gives a quip at Randall. He says, you see, if you were funnier than that, ABC would have never canceled us. And we're like, what? <laughs> what are you You're like, Are you aware of the show? What's happening? <laughs> um, then the DVDs came out. And that was actually, it's funny, with the DVDs for the Clerks cartoon show and, in fact, the audio commentaries, which I didn't have access to until after DVD became prevalent. Yeah. And I bought a whole bunch of them. Um, but there was there the Clerks Cartoon Show was the first place where you could get like audio commentaries, and I watched those. Um, it was the first place that you found Kevin Smith Podcaster.
1: Yes, that's true. Those
0: audio commentaries and, in fact, every movie commentary that he does is like a prelude to Smodcast mm-hmm. and where it will be. The funny thing is, though, if you watch those like, mall rats or more, you really should watch uh, the Chasing Amy one. If you want to hear Ben Affleck be hilarious... Because he he'll never get Ben Affleck on this podcast. No. And
1: Well, now he's Ben Affleck. And
0: you'll never get Ben <laughs> Affleck to be as hilariously open and funny as that, unless you're also listening to the Armageddon sound, or uh, audio commentary. Where he's just like, this movie sucks, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say, I guess you have.
0: Uh, I've heard snippets from <laughs> okay. it. But it's really funny. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so from the cur- cartoon show, we had the, the, the culmination in the end, and then he goes out and he makes Jersey Girl. Yes. Which... For me, was might be one of the best movies he's ever made.
1: Yeah, and that usually gets you in a lot of trouble when you yes. say that out loud. Uh, um But for me too, like I love that movie. Yeah. So much. Like it, it that like hit on a lot of levels for yeah, me, exactly. and like it's just that was one of the two times that a movie that Kevin Smith made hit me at the right point.
0: Yes. Yeah. At that point, you know, it's funny if I had caught it later in life i would have had a very different reaction to yeah. it still a positive but like having caught it at that point it was very interesting it was about you know like finding your place and giving up the life that you thought you wanted in order to get the life that you sh- that you need and i was going to school in virginia and i was dating the wrong person and i took her to see it in uh-huh. new jersey i was like i gotta see this in new jersey so in new jersey and realized like what i was doing with my life and it was fucking nuts uh shortly thereafter um, I decided to play Brody on Halloween uh-huh. and, uh, this is a quick aside story, but, uh, I was playing Brody on Halloween and I had, my parents for whatever reason had, uh, like suede jacket, just like Brody. And I'm like, this is great. All I need is the shirt, yeah. which they conveniently sell at J and Silent Bob <laughs> secret stash 35 Broad Street Revenue, Jersey. Uh, but you find that, uh, I wanted the shirt. I bought it off the, off their website. And then I, um, I, so I ordered the shirt. I think like in the beginning of October, being like it'll definitely get here before Halloween. Yeah, you're you prepped, yeah. And it would got to be like October like twenty seventh or something, and I'm like, sure it's not here. And I asked the mailing room because I was in college at the time, and the mail room's like, hey, like we don't have it. And I, so I so I'm like, should I call like the stash and ask them where it is? Yeah. And uh, so I called not the stash, but the but the company that deals with the the you know all that stuff, right? And uh, and I got this kind, uh, like little old lady. So immediately I was like on, I was off the defensive and went into like you know negotiation mode, right? Of like, oh okay, because I was ready to be like, where the hell is my shit, right? But I'm like, oh, a nice old lady, hi, um, you know, hi, I'm looking for my shirt, blah blah blah. She's like, oh, uh, yeah, actually, it went out a couple weeks, like about a week ago. You should be getting it in the next day or so. It's like, so if I had exercised patience, it would have just arrived. But right. instead, I was like. She's like, uh, you know, it'll arrive in a couple, in about a day or so, and I'm like, okay, thanks. And she goes, yep. So, uh, what's your favorite Kevin Smith movie? And I'm like, this is fun. What a cute little, yeah, what, what like, a cute well, little like, like job. Like, okay, everybody who works for Kevin Smith has to ask what their favorite movie is, right. and then I write it down. And they send it to Kevin, and then he goes, oh, uh, no. <laughs> she, uh, she goes, what's your favorite Kevin Smith movie? And I go, uh, I go, you know, it's honestly uh, right now, like every, and I told her about how like every Kevin Smith movie hits me at the right time, and I'm like, right. Right, so right now it's Jersey Girl. Um, and she goes, yeah, I think that's my son's favorite... Like, like, I think that's my favorite movie of my son's, too. And I'm like, your son? She's like, oh, hi, I'm I'm Grace, and I'm Kevin's mom. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Kevin makes you work in the mailroom? Uh, and she's like, yeah, like, Kevin make Like, I needed... Because like, at that point, her husband had just died. Yeah. And she was... And I was like, listen, I know this is kind of bizarre because she goes, no, 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 my fans are, like, or my son's fans are very, like, intimate and, and, and know everything about my, my son's life. And I'm like, listen, I know that, like, you know, this, this might seem weird, but, like, I'm sorry for your loss. And we wound up, like, talking a lot about, like, her husband and their Aww. family. And she talked about, my, she asked me about my family. And, like, she got into movies again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually, sh- I'm shooting a movie right now. It's at home. Um, and she's like, well, like, you know, and she gave me some ideas and some thoughts and, you know, came, told me a couple of anecdotes and was just overall just an, en- and so th- th- about an hour into this conversation, I realized that I've been talking to Kevin Smith mom for an hour and <laughs> I'm in my dorm and like a couple of my roommate came in and he's like, get up. What are you doing on the phone? I'm like, I'm talking to Kevin Smith's mom. And, uh, so, you know, she's like, well, anyway, like have, a, like, have a great time, you know, remember the family and God bless. And I'm like, okay, thanks a lot. Bye. Hang up. and. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that was fucking neat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a couple days go by and uh, sure enough, my shirt arrives. Yep. I tear it open and inside the package is a little uh, dogma card uh, featuring Buddy Christ, much like your shirt. Uh, and I go, oh, that's cute. They must, and once again, another leap in line. They must uh, they must throw in, after purchases right. for $20 like a or more, little. a little something. Flip it over, and it's a little postcard with a special note from Grace Smith that says, like, like what a lovely Tom talking to you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Kevin, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what it says. Right. It was very sweet.
1: But that means she's a liar.
0: Yeah. It means that she <laughs> had that thing. And she was like, oops, and ship that shit post haste. <laughs> Uh, and then wrote, like, you know, love of love God or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, that is so sweet. That is really cool. What helped was just, like, not knowing it was her and just yeah. being like, yeah, fucking whatever, old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that threw me off, though. And then we just, and, and I let her, you know, lead the conversation. And uh, so I have that little postcard. It's in my clerk's The Cartoon Show DVD case somewhere over here. And actually, I don't know where the hell it is, but it's nearby. I didn't lose it. Yeah, no, it's um, somewhere. And then uh, when we met Kevin Smith in 2006, I brought it with me and I'm like, Hey, and I told him that little anecdote and he shared another anecdote about his experience with her, like writing little notes. Oh shit. Well, here it is. (laughs) This is the card. I was like, I see it right
1: down there behind you. And
0: uh, so I brought it and I'm like, Hey, listen, do you mind signing this? And she, so he, he read it. He got a little misty. He told us this story, like, not a story, but, like, an anecdote about how when he was a kid, his mom used to write notes to him on a paper towel, which is exactly how my mom used to write notes to me. She'd be like, and but she would, my mom would write things like, don't forget to mow the lawn, or don't forget to study for your fucking test, Right, it wasn't like, failing. it, was- <laughs> uh, but it like, wasn't
1: like, hey, you're great.
0: No, she would, but she would write things like, good luck in school today, tiger, because that was her nickname for him. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> So he tells the story, and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, that must have been kind of embarrassing. He goes, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I just I took that shit, threw it away immediately, but now I wish I saved them.
1: Yeah, so you made him feel really bad. I made him feel
0: really bad, and he was like, yeah, I lost my dad, and I threw away all my mom's little notes, and I see that she wrote you a note.
1: And that makes me wish I had a note.
0: Yeah, and then he wrote, <laughs> he wrote, yes, that's my mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, thanks how bizarre but yeah so um jersey girl means a lot to me as a, yeah. per- as, as a as an adult and as a person and as a burgeoning adult at that point and uh fucking once that song uh jersey girl by bruce springsteen slash uh tom waits comes on mm-hmm. like i was just gone oh that was amazing uh, <laughs> then he made uh i think um what was the next one i think it was zach and Mary.
1: Wasn't no, it was it? Clerks 2.
0: No, it was it was Zach and Miri, and then he made Clerks 2. I
1: don't think so. Yeah, no. I think it's the other way around.
0: Was it? I don't know. I, I, don't I thought
1: it was because we did not. We saw Clerks 2 with Jason.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's right. Jason's a, a guy who would have been on this channel a long time ago. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> Filmography. It was Clerks 2. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then immediately <laughs> after the failure of Jersey Girl, and I hate to say, it, but it was It a wasn't. It.
1: People didn't like it.
0: Uh, people didn't like it a lot, and it was mostly because like of Jennifer, well, which is a thing you don't know. Well, not
1: just that, but it also came off the heels of of uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. So it's like you go from one extreme to to another. To another. It was not bad. Yeah. For me, just going back really quickly to Jersey Girl. Oh yeah. Like I love that he had Carlin and Dogma, <sighs> but Carlin and Jersey Girl. He's like
0: perfect it's he's it, an amazing it's, he's, it's
1: just it's like it's a dream come true it's a yeah. dream team right there so great so anyway get oh,
0: no, I, I mean that movie is great like he got an academy award-winning um cinematographer for that for for jersey girl yeah like,
1: everything just looked
0: like uh, uh, like above the grade he, he got will smith yeah will, <laughs> will, will smith to show up for like a few minutes
1: for a few minutes
0: um which actually really works in the narrative but like so then he makes clerks Two, which for me is my favorite kevin smith movie of all time
1: that is and that was the other one that hit me at the right time yep and Absolutely right. Time. It's I could watch that in a movie anytime. Mm-hmm. I love the complete expansion of the Clerks universe from that. Like yeah. Having seen Clerks, I like Clerks. I totally understand. Right. Like the impact it has on people, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I couldn't believe just how well, in my opinion, he went and took that and then it, like grew. Yeah. And like he, because he grew with it, because he says like that was where he was That's at right. that time. Yeah. And the, I mean. First of all, the casting of, like, Rosario Dawson, like... Yeah,
0: she's great. ...beyond
1: perfect. Yep. Um, everything that is comical hits for me. Yep. Everything that is meant to be, like, like heartwarming or, or serious, or... like, yeah, it hits as well. Yeah. Um, there's a donkey show.
0: Right. How could you... <laughs> how, how can you avoid that?
1: How <laughs> could you forget Kinky Kelly and the Sexy stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah. I like all the jokes around it more than I like the idea of a donkey show. Uh, oh, yeah, no,
1: I don't... That necessarily, that's not my thing. Yeah. But, like... They did it.
0: No, but they did it. And that's true. They
1: didn't just talk about it. No. They, they actually, then delivered yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost
0: like taking anything that the that the guys from Clerks would talk about, like the Dante and Randall would discuss, and actually making it happen, which is really funny. Um that movie is it looks great, it's well shot. Yes. But the uh the but the relationship between Dante and Randall for me is like I never oh thought God. I'd ever see anything like that again. Yeah. And that was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, that was that,
0: and it means a lot to me now, and it still does. And it's like it's it's just very thoughtful. And uh, I wish that he would. Can I thought we were on a new path. I yeah. thought like. After, Z- after Jersey Girl, he's like, okay, well, that didn't work. But it's like, that doesn't mean don't make those things. No. That just means that didn't work. Yeah. But, okay, he wanted to make Clerks too, And it's like, okay, cool, make Clerks too. Then I thought, like, maybe we'll go back to the VUSC universe, but in a new light. Right. You know, like, maybe we could see, like, a Chasing Amy 2. We wouldn't call it that. we call it something else. But, like, be something else. Just, like, more. But in that universe, but in in a kind of funny way, because it's like, you know, he closed the book on the VUSC universe and as much as, like. We're making references to cousin Walter, mm-hmm. and Brody is Randall's cousin, and like there's all these different members of the Hicks family that all look like Dante. And like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot in the in the Viewersk Universe that's like self-referential and jokey and, yeah. and comic booky. Uh with respect to the Vue universe and Clerks 2, it's just it's about these characters that yes. you know about, but we don't see like Brody doesn't show up you know it's not no. like there's a, there's no real crossover it's just the actors show up like uh, Jer- uh, Jason Lee's in it then Alex yeah. in it <laughs> and they're both hilarious but uh but instead <laughs> of instead of just being like oh and then Banky shows up or, yeah. or Holden shows up and yeah. he teaches some some lessons instead it's Elias and Becky and yeah. like they're new characters and they they prove that Smith has other has new characters to 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 use Mm -hmm. like he he has the ability to create new characters that are unique and fun yes and and, can
1: interact with previously established characters and it still works because the elias randall relationship is something that like i didn't even know i would have wanted yes but i I love seeing that yeah yeah
0: yeah, that was great yeah yeah so then uh clerks 2 was fantastic and then he goes and makes Uh, hang
1: on clerks 2 also has a spectacular like Dance sequence, yeah, because a whole dance sequence is a whole
0: dance sequence, that's true,
1: and it's amazing. And you know, for me, that could have been the closing of the Viewers universe. That's like, true, what I love to see at Clerks Three. Maybe I think
0: he said that that was going to be it, yeah. We know that's not true, but no,
1: like... we never like you never know. But like, that is a perfect ending, yes, for me, to like that whole, like... yeah, with
0: it, the last shot and playing Misery, and yeah, where we ended in the quick stop,
1: yeah, it's perfect. And like Jay and Bob are great,
0: yes. Yeah, I. It's funny, like Jay and Bob in their forties. It, it would it, when you say it out loud, it sounds pathetic. Yeah, but and frustrating. But they like, thankfully, they don't age horribly. So like, they no, look really good. No, no, that was. But their inclusion works.
1: Their inclusion worked. I mean, they he also grew those characters. Like yeah. Jay, much like his counter, his actual real world counterpart, yeah, he grows is, and is cleaned up and yeah. like he's not doing drugs anymore. And it produces one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie and <laughs> has ruined that song. Like, yeah, goodbye. Horses. <laughs> like, I used to be, oh, that's Silence of the Lambs. And now I'm like, oh, oh that's Jay in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Um, and that ending for me, where they like flip the script on what typically happens at the end of a view askew movie. Like, yeah. where, like, if we look to Bob for advice and he speaks, to take that and then to be like no
0: no like it. it, it, well it robs them of their of their of their catharsis it robs like Randall needs to be able to come up with like a solution because it proves that Randall is a person who has dreams and, and hopes as well
1: right but I like that because I think it just shows just how far the universe has grown
0: yes yeah we don't need Bob anymore
1: Right. Exactly. Which is,
0: which is convenient. Yes. We'll see what happens. Exactly. But, uh, okay, so then he makes Zack and Mary, which is like a Judd Abbottow ripoff. Right. It works. It's still pretty funny.
1: Yeah, and it has, like, I'm telling you for me, like, and, and we already talked about this, but, mm-hmm. like, just Long, Brandon Ralph. Like, oh, so great. Early on, stole the whole movie from Stole me. the
0: ripped the whole movie out of its clutches. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is fantastic. She She's is. great. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's, that's all I could say about it. It's just, it's solid. It, it's a pretty solid movie, but it. When it when I first saw it it felt really ingenuine yes um, but I'm glad to say that it I think it has legs um I'm sad also to say that that is the that is the point in which Kevin Smith ceased to be the Kevin Smith that I had grown up with
1: right but he does then make an, one more movie that I do kind of like
0: yeah but we'll get there yeah uh, so he makes Zach and Mary. It doesn't do well financially, or it does. It makes its money back, but it doesn't. It doesn't make Judd Apatow money. No. And he, like, I guess, at that point, he's like, I guess I'm not Judd Apatow. Like, I guess he didn't learn from me, or maybe he learned too much from me, and he became better than me, or whatever. But he lost it over the fact that it financially doesn't commercially work. Yeah. Never mind the fact that we released a comedy on Halloween and what the fuck. But yeah. Uh, whatever. So we we have uh, this change, and that's when Smith discovers uh, the the joy and beauty of cannabis. And he climbs into a reefer cocoon and emerges the smodcasting right, podcaster. and he hasn't
1: even really emerged.
0: He's never really come out of it. No. Uh, I am a huge Kevin Smith fan. I love the man himself. Uh, you know, done a lot of like, you know, I've had a lot of fandom for him. But the, the 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 direction he went in is one that I can't. It's a he's went in a path I can't follow. He went to he, he went on a journey. Seriously? Yeah. He literally, uh, <laughs> legitimately, episode I gotta three. Go. Up. I'm sorry. <laughs> He but he, he's making these other movies, and I had some hope when he made Red State.
1: That was that's the that's the last one he made. That's the last the, one like, where I'm
0: like, Yes. Yes. What so, a
1: what a like a rebirth of what it is you're doing. Yeah,
0: Kevin Smith's like, I wanna make something else. Yep. And I'm kind of really sad that he doesn't that he didn't get to do the, the other ending. ending. That
1: you know it's funny, like we saw it I think once.
0: We saw it on Netflix, it was here. Maybe
1: we watched it again, I don't know, but Every time I think of that, I don't think of the. Actual I think of the ending. movie ending th-
0: that he wanted. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think of that instead, and like for me, I'm like, I don't want to watch it again because it's not going to be that. Because that ending, I don't. It's so awesome. Yes,
0: the the movie we, ending we get is just we push on John Goodman. He tells us what oh, happens. By the way,
1: spoilers. Well, no, just, know. Just,
0: well we, no, I'm not even going to spoil All it, right. but just like John Goodman explains the ending. Yes, that's not an ending, and it almost is like you. We went on this. We went on this crazy, crazy. fucking journey. And then to have the rug pulled out from under us with like, uh, with with the character sits in a chair and then talks at the camera and tells us what happens. That sucks.
1: It does, but it's very Kevin Smith. It, it, is it? Well, he put the camera down and have the. Yeah, but like he doesn't end
0: <laughs> his movies with the character looking at you and saying, "This is what happens at the end of the movie." No. Like. That I felt like he didn't know. No, the know closest what else thing
1: would be essentially be clerks where it's panning. Yeah. Yeah. But they are looking.
0: But they don't even say anything. No. Like he's showing not telling. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the alternate ending for, for, for Red State is, for me, the canonical ending. That's how it should have out. Yes. Um, awesome idea. Uh, too if bad you, it didn't work out. Yeah,
1: if you don't know what it is. Yeah, look it up.
0: Watches he tells you. Yeah, but it's, uh, it, it's it's awesome. But that said, like the camera works great, the yeah. acting's solid. He makes it on a shoestring budget. He's trying different things, and he's and he wrote a really really fucking visceral flick that I don't like to watch. Like I don't like to see those kinds of movies. Like that's right. not for me. It's it's because it's not even from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, the first like hour, you're like, oh, I want yeah. to be scumbags, be scumbags, and like just just ruin people's lives. Right. Red State is like a little bit grittier, darker version of From Dusk Dawn's opening. And right. for me, I'm like, uh, I was uh, I was okay with From Dusk Till Dawn, but only like I'm I'm testing my limits. When we get to Red State, I'm like, I don't want to come here and watch this monster. Yeah, these but
1: that that I think is it's, it's also a sign of like how the quality of that. It's oh like yeah, the... no,
0: it, it it works. The characters work. The acting yeah. works.
1: the, John the story Goodman's was so good in that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny. It's the closest thing for me to like what it's like to watch Preacher.
1: Yeah, I could see or to, that to read Preacher. Yeah, I could definitely Preacher see that. Preacher
0: is a Preacher's a book that is so visceral and so grotesque and vulgar and awful and an amazing and brilliant and transcendental that to have, to try to make it real on an AMC show is to insult its existence. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Red State almost feels like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but anyway, so then he, uh, he does Cop Out, which I didn't fucking see.
1: No, I we just, didn't. It's the, the only one. Kevin
0: Smith movie I'm like, I'm not going to go see that. We
1: didn't see
0: it. He didn't write it. Tracy, I hate Tracy Morgan. We're not going to go see that movie. Really and too. I've and I know and I won't. But
1: from that movie, we got amazing stories about Bruce, about Bruce Willis, Willis so... which is also
0: really depressing because I love Bruce Willis. I know, movies, but it's also like funny because it's fun to hear Kevin Smith like bitch about somebody. Yeah. But uh but that's 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 stage Kevin Smith. That's yeah. What stage
1: and Ke- stage Kevin Smith is amazing.
0: Yes, I can watch stage Kevin Smith regardless yeah. of his. He can talk about anything. I, I don't care. Yeah, but. uh yeah, and by the way, I did see Preacher, and I hate it. So that's all I'm going to talk about Preacher. Yeah, that's so it. yeah moving uh, on. So yeah, Cop Out, I didn't see. It's not my kind of movie, and it's not anything that I would ever want to see Kevin Smith make. No. Moving on. Uh, so then uh, he does uh, Tusk, which I have seen enough of to say I don't want to watch.
1: I haven't seen it.
0: I've seen enough of it. Like, I've seen, I've seen the opening, I've seen the walruses, right. I've seen the build-ups, like, I've seen the are scene. I've seen enough of Tusk to go, I've never wanted to see a movie like this. I don't want to see a movie like
1: this. This is where the Kevin Smith, that I'm less of a fan of his films, shows up, but I admire what he's doing.
0: Right. And not
1: what he's making. No. But the fact that he's like, I wanted to make this. Yeah. So I did.
0: It's like like us when we make a Christmas special. Right. Nobody asked for it. It takes a lot of time and money, (laughs) and nobody watched
1: it. Right. (laughs) That's it. But, like, I... This is where the crossover for me between film and stage Kevin Smith really... Blurs. Blurs entirely. Because, like, stage Kevin Smith talking about current Kevin Smith movies...
0: Yes. Is Is more entertaining than watching his movies.
1: Yeah, because, like, he's at a point in his life that I, again, I really admire his message. Right. Which is, like, if there's something in this world you want to see... Do it. You do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You make
1: it. Don't, don't wait for someone to do it. Right, you don't wait do for
0: it. someone to find your voice. Use your own voice to tell your right.
1: story. Right, now, like, do I wish he wasn't making movies like that? Yeah, sure. because I miss the old Kevin Smith movies and the old Kevin Smith universe and, like, just the whole thing. Yeah. But from it, we've gotten this, like, whole new, like... like
0: Inspirational speaker Kevin yeah, Smith. Yeah, that's exactly it. Every and like... every talk I've ever seen that he's done over the last ten years has been, or five years, has been, like, you know... It's been him being a motivational speaker, where he's like, "No, no more why nots, just why." Yeah,
1: and uh, or not,
0: no more whys, why not?
1: Right, exactly, and like I, I don't know, like is that worth it? Right, is it worth
0: it? Him making movies that make the turn a profit, people seem to enjoy. Yeah, not me, but on certain some people do. He's making flicks that like. Reefer madness Kevin Smith slash some of his audience enjoys. Yeah, exactly. But my, my concern, and it comes after Yoga Hosers, is is he banking these movies against his credit? Is he is he like I, don't... I will make I I make my profit because I'm I'm banking Yoga hosers against the four movies that you really, really like of mine. And it's it's uh, it, for me. I think it is a little bit of that. Yes. And I'm a little worried about diminishing returns th- and like fewer people are on his side.
1: I think it is, but I think he's also beginning to make movies for his new fans.
0: Right. But I don't think that the new fans. Are, I don't think there's I enough. I think he's trying to. Yeah, he's tr- he's he's reinvented himself in such a way that yeah. he's creating something for someone else.
1: Right. And that's he's, fine, by
0: the way. Like there are many uh, artists who, who who evolve past. Uh, their own audience and mm-hmm. then find a new audience. The Max, for example. I loved the art for the Max for the first like seven or eight issues. And then he's like, okay, now that I've got you, here's my off the wall shit that I am not a fan right, of. Right,
1: right. And,
0: uh, you know, sorry, Sam Keith, but like, I don't want to watch, I don't want to read that <laughs> you shit. You know,
1: Color Pop fan, yes, Sam Keith. Naturally.
0: Uh, <laughs> Max creator, Kevin, uh, Sam Keith, is a huge fan of the Max. Exactly. Our team. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I listen, more power to him. At least there's some measure of Kevin Smith that I can still enjoy and absorb. Like, yes. I love motivational speaker Kevin Smith. I like podcast Kevin Smith. Yes. So, if I can't, it, it doesn't ruin what he's already done. No. It doesn't change his influence on me as a, as, a, as a fan and as a movie viewer.
1: Right. And he is still doing things he wants to do. Exactly. And that's very obvious. Yeah. Like, Tusk, as we found out, was really like. Barely, a, essentially a dare in a, yeah. in, a way, in a weird way. Yeah,
0: but he dared us to go see it. Right. That's really more what happened.
1: Right, and Yoga Hosers is really for him. Yeah. And, like, as much as Clerks 2 was about friendship and family to some degree, and, like, yeah. what the Yoga Hosers
0: is about family. It's about
1: family, and not but just, it, like... And it's... not, like, family as friends, like, family.
0: Right, but it's... <laughs> it, yeah, it's not about...
1: But not the movie itself. The whole thing behind the it. The
0: production of Yoga Hosers. Yeah. The res- Yoga Hosers, the movie, is the result... Of the real story about Kevin Smith and his family. Yes. Like, and that's kind of neat if you're, it's like a very meta-textual movie, right? So it's we saw it. By yeah. The way. What i was going to say, day, if and...
1: you're going to see that movie, yeah, I would recommend you find Kevin Smith talking about it first.
0: Yeah. Watch his hour-long conversation about Yo the movie, with, and then, then watch Yo's it with.
1: because it makes a lot more sense as to where decisions, why decisions were made, and where they come from. Yes. That being said, Johnny Depp is in that movie, and he's hilarious. He's by far the... He's the reason to watch. He's spectacular. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that said, it's funny, um, ap- apropos of my comment about like measuring one thing against another, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I, th- I believe that there are diminishing returns, because I saw... And this is just evidenced by one example, right? But... I think it's indicative of the whole, and here's mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, I watched a video that was not unlike our experience. We watched, we, we went to the, the Camp Basic right. Theater. We saw Kevin Smith do his birthday show. He talks for an hour about Yoga Ozers when he brings it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yo is not out by the way yet. It'll be on Netflix eventually, but it's, and it'll be out in theaters on Fathom Events. But like right now, you can only see it through Kevin Smith's like live shows. Yes. Um, he was in Jersey for his birthday. He showed he, he talks for an hour and then he shows the movie. Yep. He does this all over the country, and that's like he's on like a tour. Yeah. Um, then after the movie, he does a Q and A, and most of the time the Q and A is about like Jane's on Bob, or, and it
1: lasts for three questions because
0: it's, it's <laughs> like two and a half questions, and then it gets nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but I watched a video that was exactly the same thing from a different location, in which he has the Q and A, and the first question is like, "I saw your opening speech, and that really fucking meant something to me, and it was really awesome, and it like it, I I wanted to see the movie that you were talking about, but the movie that I saw was not good." Yeah. It was just objectively not a good movie. Yeah. And Smith got real hard about it. And, like, I'm not saying, like, the dude, like, melted down, but I'm saying that, like, his behavior was not indicative of the of the Kevin Smith that I know.
1: Yes. Like, so like previous Kevin Smith would have never let this never happen.
0: Ha- never let that bother him. But the fact that it is about family, and the fact that it is about his daughter, and the fact that his daughter is absorbing this information, and she is influenced by this internet generation. Yep. Uh, means that he is very sensitive to criticism of, of of hers. Yes. And even though he said, and he didn't say, like, she sucks or, like, she's not very good. Uh, he, he said the movie wasn't very good, but she is half the movie. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's daughter is the other half. Like, it's the two of them. They are the whole movie. Yeah. Um. That it's basically, you might as well have just said that she sucks. Yeah. Like, and that's, and his reaction was like that. Yeah. And I didn't hear a lot of booze.
1: Right. Like yeah, I heard, no, it's not...
0: I, I've I've been at Kevin Smith talks where someone said like, hey, you suck and your movie's a bullshit. The entire room just erupts in defense. Yeah. This was not like that. No. And I feel like it might be like that more and more... Because the next movie is Moose Jaws, yeah, and it's just more of the same. Like now, it's it's, it's cuss the and yoga Hosers and now it's this. Right,
1: but Moose Jaws is probably going to come off more as a B movie, which attracts a totally different. It part will get a different audience. You yeah. know what I mean? So like that is a kind of good call on his part. Right. Um, is to try to bring that fandom in that I mean, maybe isn't a Kevin Smith fan, but they like that kind yeah, of Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, so... like, and you know what? I'm going to see Moose Jaws at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. I have more interest in that than I did Tusk just because I know.
0: I know what I'm getting into yeah. with Moose Jaws. Exactly. And I know what the result will be with Moose Jaws. Right,
1: and I know that Moose Jaws wasn't a bet.
0: Yes. He... <laughs> it wasn't just like, can I do this? No, it's Moose. I mean, it is a bet, but it's more like it's something he wanted to do.
1: Yeah. It's that. That's exactly
0: but, it. But I'm worried that. The collateral is running out, and that like by the time Smith is ready to make something that, that we I want to see, yeah. like a Mall Rat show or Clerks Three, which yeah. he's threatened to do for the last five years and hasn't even gotten close to making.
1: I don't uh, think he's in the right place for that.
0: He's not, not in any way. Like no. he needs to really, really want to make Clerks Three. He and if he never there. does, that's okay. That's fine because Clerks Two is so I'd, great. I'd
1: rather have him either be in the right mindset or just never make it.
0: Exactly. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. But but I'm worried that by the time he gets to the places where I want him to be, he won't be able to make those movies. And not because, like, he's incapable of doing it, but because, like, he simply can't draw the audience that he used to draw. Right.
1: Now... Because they're all
0: a little gun-shy. Like, they're like, how many yoga hoses are you going to make, man? Right.
1: And that being said, he did say that after Moose Draws there's the possibility since mole rats to the movie can't happen.
0: Right. He's doing a show and he got greenlit by Universal. Like He can make a mole rat show.
1: Right. And and he's shopping around essentially. I
0: I remember when he was working on a hockey movie called Hit Somebody. Yeah. Uh, He was working on the hockey movie and here's how the movie evolved. It went, I'm going to make a hockey movie called Hit Somebody. It's about this, 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 and this. Here's the whole movie. This is what it's about. and It's going to star Sean William Scott. Right. Then he's like, no, it's too long a script. I'm going to make two movies called hit somebody uh like hit hit somebody home and hit somebody away or something like that and the movies will one will be pg-13 the other will be r and it'll be like a huge character study and then uh sean william scott made another hockey movie that was basically the same thing so then he went okay well i'm gonna make a show called hit somebody because i the the script is so long that i have to really get into it so now i'm gonna do a, a, a hit somebody series and then he didn't do anything and it fell apart and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And you'll never see it hit somebody. But like, this is exactly what happened with Mallrats.
1: Well, yeah. Except the difference is with Mallrats, he kinda did intend on doing the movie and then Universal
0: said he couldn't do yeah, it. Was yeah, was like, no,
1: you can't, you don't understand. That's not how this works. I know you like kinda own everything else, but yeah, like but not this.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm hoping that instead of because I could easily see the reaction to this because of the fact that it is so tied to his family, to yeah. like someone he cares and loves about. I'm afraid he'll go into a deep depression and not want to do it. But I'm hoping that on the other side of it is like more as the TV show. Because yeah. he's going to be like, I have to go back to something. Well,
0: like, you know what's funny? Like, Chasing Amy was a deeply personal movie that he made, right? Yeah. Uh, it was it, it was indicative and kind of like his, of, of where he was in his soul at the time. And he really made like a raw flick. I'm kind of interested if he is really hurt by the Yoga Hosers thing, as we assume it is. Yeah. By the way, Yoga Hosers is okay.
1: Fine. It's not...
0: It's not the worst thing I've ever seen.
1: No. But it's not...
0: Really great. I'm
1: not rushing out to...
0: I will never own Yoga Hosers. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and I... Yeah, but I would have seen it at some point. Yeah. Uh, let's put it that way. But the res- the response from yoga from, from critics and from fans alike is negative. Yeah. And I'm, and based on that public thing, I'm worried that Smith is depressed or will be depressed or right. will be upset by this experience. Yeah. But maybe he will have something really, really personal to say.
1: Like he'll find like the old spark.
0: Yeah. Like he did with clerks too. Right. Like after failing, which he didn't fail, but like failing after Zach and Mary, maybe after failing or not failing, but like just not getting the response he wanted from yoga hosers, he could do like chasing Amy too. I'm not saying he should do Chasing It, but like something like that. Right. Where it's like <clears throat> a deeply personal movie that isn't just like, it's personal to me because I'm putting my daughter in and I don't want to see her act. Right. It's deeply personal because I have something really important to say, mm-hmm. not just watch Ralph Garman do, do celebrity uh, impressions. Like, I want to do something really important. Yes. Like, that would be really cool. And I think that like, I think if he said that to Athlete, he would come back and do it. Like Yes. But I'm just saying like, I, I the emotional Kevin Smith the Kevin Smith that I like watching.
1: Oh, it was um, something to say. The reason Mallrats 2 can't happen is because Universal owns the rights...
0: To the movie. To the movie. And they are and they don't want to finance or risk it. Because Mallrats made $2 million in theaters, which is like fucking nothing. Actually, no, it didn't make $2 million. It cost $2 million or $6 million And it made like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It, didn't, it, it was a disaster yeah. in theaters. And so they're like, okay... You, that was your second movie. Yeah. And it made no money. And now you want to make a sequel, like, 20 years later.
1: Yeah. So, they said no to that, and they... Yeah. they, But they agreed to the... But they
0: agreed to the show. Well, they kicked him down the stairs to, like, Universal TV, and they... Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, we'll see. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I love Kevin Smith movies. Because... Yeah. More often than not, they are delightful. Yes. And... More often than not, they inform the person that I have kind of enjoyed mm-hmm. and uh, have seen as a little bit of a role model for a, the better part of my life. And right. I respect the shit out of the decisions. I might not like everything that he makes, but I damn well respect everything that he does. Yes. Um, for the most part. <laughs> you know, the reefer thing, I'm like, all right. But like that's Whatever
1: him. from that from that we get a lot of awesome stuff on his podcast. We do get
0: hilarious podcasts. We got that Aqua Justice thing. Yeah. That
1: was amazing. Bleh,
0: <laughs> bleh. <Blair. Blair>. We... <laughs> That's Ralph Garman.
1: Yeah, it is Ralph Garman.
0: Uh, but yeah, so uh, I want to thank you guys for watching this episode of Elsewhere's Elf- 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 Exchange. Yes! But before we go, let us know in the comments down below or the comments on this episode uh, what is your favorite Kevin Smith movie, and if you have a minute, why. Uh, and remember that uh, these movies, like m- movies and uh, art in general, is supposed to elicit an emotional reaction. Yep. And while we do have mo- an emotional reaction, doesn't mean that anyone is attacking you personally for having. An emotional reaction to something personal that's right uh, so you know keep that in mind when you're interacting with each other in the yes. comments and, and, in, <laughs> and in life throughout yes uh, but uh before we go i guess we'll just uh we'll just say thank you for watching yeah don't forget to like this video or this episode and subscribe to our channel comic pop visit comicpop.net for even more shows that we do uh check uh, stay tuned tonight for uh an episode of back issues that uh, i'm very excited about seeing it, it was an episode that i was like meh like the book i was like really we're gonna do this okay and then we did it. and I'm like, this is really funny. I'm really happy. With this. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and it's a little short. So stay tuned for next week when we watch the longest episode of Back Issues yet. Yeah,
1: that was insane. I was, I was in like the the essentially the studio area while they were shooting. I was playing Diablo three, and yep. I realized that I had accomplished way too much in Diablo three. Yeah. And they were still shooting, and that's <laughs> when I looked at the clock, and I was like,
0: Oh, oh, I did cut a good 25 minutes out of the. Room.
1: Wow, a whole 25 minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> That is a lot of... But that's out of a really long episode.
0: <laughs> but, so uh, now it's
1: just a long episode. It's just a long episode.
0: <laughs> but thanks a lot for watching, everybody, and we'll see you guys next time. So uh, I am Sal.
1: And I'm Tiffany. <laughs>